It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast that provides the fans' point of view on all things Northampton Town Football Club. I'm Charles Commons and I'm here to look back on the Cobblers' weekend draw with Bolton Wanderers alongside my good friend and fellow Cobblers fan, it's Danny Brothers. How are you, Hello. Danny? Are you okay? Hello. I am both of those things, both your friend and uh, Northampton Town fan, so that, that's good. It is me. It is me. It is you. I'm here. Um, Neil is definitely not here today. No. We're, we're recording this on Monday lunchtime. I believe he's probably still unconscious somewhere. In bed yeah. after his watching oh. of the, the old Super Bowl. The Big Bowl. The big bowl uh, was not won by his side, so he is trying to avoid every Taylor Swift song that is on the radio today. <laughs> he it, did it go to extra time, or the equivalent? I did. It went to time. well. They 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 don't call it extra time. Overtime. It's uh, overtime. Overtime. And what happens if it's a draw? Is this my minimal knowledge of American football? What happens if it's still a draw after overtime? Do they just keep playing? It's a good question. I don't know, actually. I, I really hope that it's one of those things where overtime just continues. Just keeps going forever until just someone scores. Just keeps going forever. I've got a feel. I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is like in the in NFL's version of penalty shootout. But um, watching the highlights of the game this morning, I think... Um, the Kansas City Chiefs won, won it very, very late into overtime. There were only maybe uh, a few seconds left on the clock. Mm. And it, it kind of looks like so few seconds that they didn't even bother with a restart. Um, oh, okay. So they literally you know, scored and then yeah, celebrated. So. Like John Frayne style, basically. Basically, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I wonder whether um, 
I don't know because I mean, I mean. Just- oh, it's just I've just looked it up. It just says apparently they just carry on playing. Yeah, it is literally they'll they'll do another overtime period. Amazing. So it looks like they break it up and there's another overtime till till there's a winner. This is amazing. They <laughs> should do that in football. So yeah, so so it by the sounds of it, it's it, you play the overtime no matter what, mm-hmm. and whoever's winning at the end, obviously, when if it's still a draw, you play another overtime period, and it's not like um, next goal wins kind of thing. It's just whoever's winning at the end of that time yeah that is, mean, that's a bit like that's a bit like tennis isn't it when you get into either the third set for the women or the fifth set for the men where they just have to win by two clear games that's that's how they will win going. but like the longest the longest tennis match in history didn't it go on was it wimbledon eisner yeah, i think yeah was yeah it one was. of them was it like 15 games to 13 or something it went, it went a long time yeah it did yeah um they should do that in football. That'd be, <laughs> mate. Just keep going. What, you know, especially if it's one of those games where you know, you know that neither team are going to score. They wouldn't <laughs> score even if the game was going on for like a whole day. Just imagine if that <laughs> was the case. You had to like like a cup game or the playoffs or you yeah, know, the and it just in, lasted forever. The cobblers in Stoke City under twenty one still playing their EFL Trophy <laughs> group game in the middle of Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, lads. Both coaches going, I've oh, got another game in like 12 hours. Come on. <laughs> hurry up. Hurry up. Oh, dear. Well, thankfully, there were some goals at the weekend um, goals. for us to enjoy. Uh, the Cobblers were taking on Bolton Wanderers, of course. So at the start of the day, uh, we're third in League One, in the League One table. Um, one of those games that I was really excited about because this is the kind of game that we've been, you know, we wanted to experience, you know, ever since the promotion from League Two last season and even slightly before that. These were the big games that you were like, that's what we want to be involved in. That's the whole point of getting promotion to this division is because we'll get to experience the likes of Bolton coming to Sixfields. And uh, so I was really excited. I know that there was a little bit of pessimism, I think, because of the last two results. Obviously, the the humbling, shall we call it, at Portsmouth the week before. And then the last home game, we, we didn't have a very good day against Shrewsbury. So we'd lost two on the bounce. And I don't know why, but just before kickoff, I was feeling really really optimistic that we could get something out of this. And I mean, a few people were asking me, you know, about how did you think it would go? What do you want from the game kind of thing? And I said, look, I'll I'll be happy with a point. Um, When you look at it in context of Bolton being a, you know, potentially a championship side, um, if they were to obviously get promoted at the end of the season, that's what they'll become. And, also off the back of those last two results, I, I was just like, yeah, we need to we need to steady the ship a little bit. But I felt optimistic that we could go out and get a point. I don't know whether it was because the Dominic Gape coming in uh, the previous week, having had a bit more time on the training ground to maybe actually then start, which he did, of course. I just thought we might have a little bit more about us this week. I also felt like they'll have had a rocket up their bum after that Pompey defeat. So therefore, there was definite feelings of we can get something here for me. Were you the same, or were you being, oh, I don't like the thought of this game? I mean, I know you didn't go, 
But that that wasn't down to the fact that you couldn't bear to watch, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it was a baby bowl, Charles, which is a Super Bowl themed <laughs> baby shower, which was incredible. Um, no, I was really pessimistic about it going into it. Part of it's down to when I do the preview show, I, I get chatting quite a lot to the to the fan off air and on air and stuff about how they're going to set up and how Bolt, how Bolton are, and he was, you know, he was really confident. Um, having watched the Portsmouth game last week and saw how they utterly destroyed us, I wasn't confident at all. Um, but I think a couple of things I didn't really count on is the impact of Dominic Gape, firstly, and how big that would be for us. Um, didn't know anything about him, really. I, kn- I knew he'd come with fairly high reviews um, from Wickham. I know he's been playing for Sutton. He did all right there, but you never really can tell how much of an impact he's going to be. I thought it was brilliant on Saturday. So I didn't count mm. on that at all. Um, it was all over the place. And he, he gave us that crab-like replacement that we've been crying out for. Of um, it's, it's almost like moving a little bit more freely than Salby as well. So he's getting up forward a little bit more as well. Um, mm. Didn't count on Bolton, me being they were definitely off the game in the first half. I thought they picked up a bit second half, but they were completely off what you'd expect them on first half. Um, and then I didn't expect a slight tweak in our formation as well. And it looks like from watching it back, Pinnock, Bowie, um, uh, da, 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 and Apare were kind of interchanging as a front three. And there was a bit of false nineness going about. It's a little bit more of a clever forward line than we've been used to. Possibly why t- big Ty weren't playing. I think I was, I was looking at it at the start thinking, Oh, why is Tyrese not in there? Get him in there. But actually the amount of mobility between the three of them, the amount of switching between the three of them, they're probably all a bit more flexible than Tyrese was in terms of being in being in one of the places. You know, Tyrese, mm. you, you think of as more of a battering ram up, ram up front. You don't really see him drifting out wide and getting the ball there and being able to change so quickly as the other three mm. can. So I thought that worked really well. Um, really good performance overall. I'm surprised by it for sure. And, and again, it's one of these that just gives you a little bit of relief because I was going into it thinking, oh, you know, injuries, piling up eight, nine, ten injuries. Not sure how the new signings are going to fit in. Aaron McGowan goes down as well in the middle of the game. Yeah. Lee Burge goes off. Um, and you just think you need something. You need a performance that's going to settle the fans down. Because I think a, a few of us were thinking, I don't think any of us, and there was, there was only a few murmurings of it based on the performance at Portsmouth and at Shrewsbury and the injuries about us getting dragged into the relegation battle as well. So I think we needed a performance, especially to make us think, to make us think, actually, we're going to be all right because and, and that's exactly what the type of performance this was it was actually it's going to be fine it's reassuring it's another point closer it's a really good performance despite the 10 men against the side that's going for promotion going for the title um you know and after this again we've had a couple of these times where we've lost a couple of games in a row and we've just had that kind of leveling out performance where we're like okay everything's gonna be fine <laughs> that, yeah. that's that's kind of what made this made me feel like watching it back especially so yeah enjoyable point good point and well, in, in, enjoyable was was the word that mm. I really wanted to use for this game, to be honest, because I I sat there smiling all the way through. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That I felt like it had everything. This game, in terms of there were chances being created um, by by both teams, it was a bit end to end at times, but there was also the and, and there were goals. Obviously, um, there were manager sendings off. Yeah. You know, scuffles in the yeah. technical area and all of this sort of 
different elements that you get with a game of football that really contribute to the whole atmosphere and the whole energy of, of the game. And it was exciting to watch. There was also that that really horrible nervous tension that you have when the opposition, you kind of look at them and go, they're a good team, this. And yes, they're underperforming at the moment, but you know that aside with that kind of, uh, you know, quality, they only need, you know, one or two moves to to go well for them and, and, and they'll have the ball in the back of the net. But especially when you've got a, a striker like Dion Charles up front. I mean, he was, you know, he had one chance really, didn't he? Which was in the first half, he dragged it wide. But that showed their quality. And and it was a heart-in-mouth moment when when he went through on, on goal at that, at that point. And to be fact, he's probably really kicking himself for not having hit the target because I think any other day of the week, he probably does. He won't necessarily always find the back of the net, but to actually put it wide he's probably disgusted with himself about that considering how good he's been this season but I did think that the game just had so much about it I mean if we you know you've mentioned Gape coming in uh, at the beginning I, I felt that when you actually saw how he played and and he went further forward in the second half and almost uh, there were times when he was the furthest man forward he was leading the press and you just kind of went, oh, hello. This I wasn't yeah. expecting that because defensive midfielder, you immediately just think of Jack Sowerby, don't you? And, and mm. just sitting in front of the defence and, and not really getting up much for, further forward than maybe into the cusp of the final third. But to see him, you know, really leading the charge at times was amazing. And I felt like he went off on around about 60 minutes and it didn't seem to me like he'd run out of gas necessarily. I, I appreciate that he probably did go off at the hour mark because of managing his minutes and all of that sort of stuff that gets talked about an awful lot, um, which is absolutely completely fair. But I think a positive is that he didn't look like he'd run out and was running on gas, uh, running on fumes even. He looked like he probably could have kept going for a bit longer and it's more like, right, okay, precautionary let's bring him off. Obviously, there was going to be a bit of a talking point as to what was going to happen now we don't have Hoskins. You know, where's he, you know, sorry, who's going to fill in that Hoskins-shaped hole in the team? And I was I was thinking about it before and I, you know, saw the team and was like, okay, Apare's in. That's a fairly obvious change to make because you know that Pinnock can probably play better out on the wing we've talked about that many times but you know that Bowie can also go in the channel as well but then the two of Bowie and, and Apare could could you know switch between each other I actually wondered whether we were going two up front at, at first because of the fact that it was Bowie and Apare um, that were in the squad in the team um, but yeah it was really interesting that 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 front three and how it worked and how it wasn't like we've really, I don't think we've seen that kind of way of playing this season so far. We might have done earlier on, but I can't think of not, anything. Uh, not as fluid as that was, I don't think. No. And it, it was the way that, that it did seem like 
quite often when you play a 4-3-3 or whatever it was that the rest of the formation was, but, you know, front three, you'll normally have, like, the striker in the centre and then either two wingers out wide or or you'll have, you know, inside forwards, as, uh, you know, they would have been called back in the day, um, that would have been coming in off the, the byline. Almost in a in a triangle kind of effect, if you were to look at it from a bird's eye point of view. But it didn't seem that that was the way on Saturday. It felt like to me, Apare, Bowie, and Pinnock were all kind of running along the same line, starting at the same point across the pitch. And yeah, that that's interesting because obviously it gave us actually probably a bit more stability. I think in terms of our defensive side of things, our off-the-ball game, because you've got the three of them in a line. You know, you often see on Match of the Day, they talk about like how the back back four or whatever it might be, back four in the midfield four, two banks of four they talk about and how they show with lines between each player that you can see, here they are, look, they're all set up. That's going to be really hard to break down. Well, with us, it seemed like we were starting with that bank of three at the top. So you had to get through that first before anything else. And that added to the pressure that Bolton will have been feeling. And I mean, it was also the way that we, I don't think we pressed as much as I've seen us do in previous games either. We kind of would let their defence, I can't remember the lad's name. It was the really long, lanky, legged centre-back that they had. And he just kept bringing the ball forward, but then not doing anything with it. And the Mm. Bolton fans were getting really frustrated with him for not really doing anything. And I think also Bolton's uh, number eight, forgive me, I don't know any of their players' names apart from Dion Charles, it seems. Um, <laughs> Sheehan. But Sheehan, was that Sheehan. number eight? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm not sure who the, the, the youngster at the back was. It might it's have Taylor, been maybe. Taylor. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, but he uh, Sheehan just seemed to be getting really annoyed with him <laughs> for not using the ball well enough. And I think it was mostly down to the fact that we were sort of sitting a little bit deeper, that front three, and therefore giving him, you know, you can come up to maybe just ahead of halfway, but you're going to have to then find a way around us. And mm. I don't think he had necessarily um, the room or the, 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 you know, the thinking in his game to be able to do that too often. A lot of the times you saw when the balls were getting through our, you know, attack and, and midfield, it was it was usually Dempsey or uh, Sheehan who were the architects of those passes and showing their quality. Um, and I felt that it was ridiculous to say it at first, but we were so much the better side at the very beginning of the game. Well, I, I think it we almost shell-shocked Bolton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think we did. And it, it almost probably helped getting hammered by Portsmouth last week, in a way. Because <laughs> they might have been thinking, oh, you know, we're, I'm, I'm an easy, easy rider and and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I think our, our formation was definitely a lot more balanced than it's been um, previously. Definitely more disciplined than it's been last week and the last couple of weeks. It's, it just seemed to have a lot more ability for Leonard to get forward, ability for Hondermatt to be released a bit as well, because you know, it's not his fault that he'd been playing in the defensive midfielder role where he's just not suited. I felt like he was a lot better on Saturday. He was able to press more and use his energy a bit more going forward. Leonard could obviously go forward a bit. Gape was just so much better than I think anyone expected him to be. Mm. Probably more of a comment on trusting 
in free signings as well because we've we've had this a little bit with John Brady last year with like David Norman mm. number one example that we can all use last season of who on earth is this person coming in who's not played a game of football just trusting John Brady to get the best out of him and I'm guilty of it as most people I was like you know I don't know who this person is it's a free transfer why aren't we <laughs> why aren't we trusting in John Brady's methods enough by now to think actually a free signing can be a good thing could we potentially be talking about that more in about 45 minutes time I'm not sure <laughs> we'll, we'll see um but you know what I mean it's 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 like we I think as a fan base we need to be a little bit more like we've got we've had we just passed it this weekend I think three years of John Brady mm. we know him well enough by now to think whoever's going to be turning out is going to be putting a shift in at least for the most part and it's down to individual attitude and Gape seems to have a really good attitude and is come in and completely change the side again and if we can get either one of Sauerby or McWilliams back now that to work in tandem with him and to let to finally release Leonard again, it'll be great. Um, but so, yeah, I thought overall it was really, really good performance. Yeah. I don't know whether you noticed, but when Dominic Gate went off, mm. um, I can't remember who came on now for it's him. Fox, wasn't it? Was it Fox? Yeah. yeah. Um, Mark Leonard was basically asking the bench, going, do I go forward now? Am I, you know, in my number yeah. 10 role now. And he looked visibly annoyed, only for a moment, <laughs> when he was basically told, no, 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 that's what Ben Fox is going to do. We're literally doing a like-for-like swap here. You're going to just stay where you're playing. And he, he did look a little bit like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go and go. do that. I want to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about the goal because it happened so, so early on in the game. I mean, officially it's gone down as a, a the second minute. Um, that the ball's gone in the back of the net. I mean, we've won a lovely free kick, um, which I don't know. I, I, you've watched the game back. Was it a free kick? I, I didn't really yeah, yeah, I think see so, yeah. whether it... Yeah, it was just a yeah. bog standard, definitely a free kick. No controversy yeah. there at all then. Probably the only moment that there isn't uh, <laughs> in this game. Um, and then, you know, the, the free kick gets taken. It comes back out. I think it went out to McGowan, didn't it, on the right, who then... Cuts inside. Yeah, there maybe. was a penalty claim as well, wasn't there? In, in there somewhere just before. See, McGowan's still claiming for the penalty when Bowie puts it in, and then McGowan makes it look like his hands doing the, the celebration rather than the hands up for the penalty. He's like, "Oh, okay, let's go." That'll do. <laughs> yeah, forget that. So there forget was like that. a handball claim in there, and then Bowie's just smashed it in. Yeah, I mean, lovely finish by Kizer there. I think yeah. he's really shown his his worth, hasn't he, in recent weeks? I mean, I know he had a was it a terrific December. He had five mm. goals in the month. I think it was. That's his seventh of the season that he's now scored. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was he was named the man of the match, and I mean, apart from Dominic Gape, I think he would have been in the in the frame as well. Personally speaking, especially if he stayed on a bit longer but I mean Bowie's performance was just everything that you want to see in the Cobblers player just absolutely superb from the you know from the goal obviously that he scores all the way through to all of his shithousery I I mean this started with the celebration celebration. oh so good oh I just I love that side of him and the fact that he is you know he feeds off of it, doesn't he? He yeah. loves it. Tim and- Oglethorpe was asking him after the game, wasn't he, about whether Danny Hilton had anything to do with it in his teaching <laughs> him the ropes of shithousery, not in those words, but <laughs> he did say he picked up a few things from him, but I feel like it's in his character already, to be honest. Um, it's so good. He's like the prime example of 
Brady improving a player and why loan players want to come here now because when he first came here he might have been a little bit raw I think maybe he had that yeah. injury and when he came back from that injury there's that one game we talked about last game last season against Mansfield when he came back off the bench and it was like whoa this is a new player and ever since then he's just gradually got added more and more bits to his game and it's so nice to see a young player develop with us develop that you know going from quite a raw talent to someone who now you can see playing higher up it and he, he's just he seems like such a good guy and hopefully we can get a little sneaky bid in in the summer i'd love that love i mean because it's, it's kind of, like, I, th- we, I think we had a question in the mailbag maybe about who would you want to sign up the loanies but mm. he seems to just encapsulate and really connect with the cobblers fans as well with that shit house with that passion with that 100 percent attitude um and if we can get him in as our player that'd be amazing it would be it would get be absolutely amazing um i mean there was so much to talk about in in the rest of the game as well i mean what we'll do we'll take a quick break and then we'll we'll come back we'll talk a bit more about this game and, and we'll also get your three word reviews we'll be back in a minute It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Uh, it's Charles, Danny here. Uh, we're talking about the um, one-all draw between the Cobblers and Bolton on Saturday. Um, so much happened in this game. And I mean, I did say, actually, after the goal went in, I went, great. We've now got 88 minutes of sitting back and defending for our lives. <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be possible that we'd be able to um, keep Bolton out and I didn't think at that point that Bolton were going to be so under par um, Ian Everett actually I mean everyone loves it when a manager loses their head oh it's so much fun it's, it all it's just the best thing ever. brilliant but actually I noticed right before the game that so um, on Saturday I treated my dad to hospitality for his birthday and um it was lovely. Thank you so much to Ollie and Tom and everybody at the club that, you know, helped out with all the many different things that we got to do. Um, Kieran Barry presented him with a signed match ball, which was lovely uh, after the game. And um, also um, my dad got to walk out with the sponsors ahead of the players before the game kicked off. And I was waiting down by the away dugout where the sponsors and everybody that come off the pitch uh, to go up and take their seats just so that I could make sure dad was all right and take him up to where we were sitting. And I was stood there and Ian Everett has come out, you know, I think they normally do. They come out a bit earlier ahead of the players so that they're already in place in the dugout. And 
you know, we've got the kids that do the flag waving um, that are from local junior sites. Mm. There was a, a group of them wearing green. I don't know uh, what team they were from, but one, well, a few of the the boys had like little like bobble hats on from their their team. And Ian Ever, as they walked past, went to like snatch the hat off the boy. Like as a joke, you could see it was a little bit of a jokey thing, but it was really last minute and a bit strange. Oh, it wasn't weird. like he made eye contact with the kid or anything like that. The kid had walked past him, not re- not even giving him the time of day. And Ian Everett's just sort of last minute sort of reached to go and sort of maybe not take it off his head, but maybe just pull it up a little bit, you know, just a little bit of cheeky banter happening. And he can, he, he basically missed. <laughs> and you could tell he, he, in that moment, felt a little bit awkward. It, I, we've all done it right, where we've gone to do something that, you know, we thought was going to be funny. It's not actually <laughs> happened. And what you're actually thinking is, I hope nobody saw that because yeah. it just didn't work. <laughs> Jeremy and, Corbyn, uh, for example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I I just thought at that moment, I went, oh, okay, that was that was odd. Um, <laughs> fair, fair enough. I, I don't know what, you know, you're doing that. But he went from being, you know, and he was talking to, you know, the people that are in the dugout area, the staff and, and, and things like that from the cobblers and, you know, being very amenable. Uh, and he went from being that to being an incredibly frustrated, annoying, angry little terrier um, for, for basically the, the rest of the half. And it was the, I mean, the sending off was what erupted the volcano for uh, the Bolton bench. Um, I mean, very quickly, because there's been a bit of talk about the sending off. A lot of different views on this, not necessarily from Cobblers fans, but just football fans on social media and certainly Bolton fans. Was it a red card for you, Danny? Yeah, I mean, watching it on high Low, I thought it was. Um, Quite humorously switched over to the Bolton commentary as well. They were absolutely apoplectic about it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> about about the red card but it was one of those it was similar to last week in a way that was just impact wasn't it it's was just like one of those where if the ref's looking at it and looking at it from whatever angle he's seen it from and it's it's that sudden impact one mm. you just think you just think straight well, oh he's off that, that's a red yeah if I, I don't know what it was like in the stadium but when I was watching it back obviously I already knew it was a red but I, I was thinking you know if I'm seeing that for the first time yeah that's a red card I mean well for me um my in, my initial reaction was, oh, that's a that's a cruncher. That's mm. that's not nice. But I didn't I didn't necessarily expect the referee to give a red card. Um, I wanted him to, but I, I I think it was one of those where I was, you know, where the football fan in you just goes every challenge off, get him off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> terrible. Um, you're trying to play your part more than anything. And then when he went to his back pocket to get his red card out, I was like, great, good, brilliant. Here we go. We've really got him on the ropes now. And um, afterwards, though, watching the replay back, I mean, for me, it's a definite red. I I, I don't understand how anybody can turn around and and try and justify the challenge because he leaves the floor. He goes off the floor, two-footed. I mean, okay, one leg is outstretched and the other one isn't. But, you know, every, every single referee in the country should... Um, be giving a red card for that because of the fact that it's it's reckless. He's out of control. It's it's dangerous. And regardless of whether it does make contact with McGowan or not, it's the intent. The challenge is just 
I, I don't know what he was thinking because of mm. the position of the field that the ball was in. There was no need it's, for us at all, no. No, and I, I, you just think to yourself, that's so odd. I mean, I know a number of Bolton fans have actually been sort of saying it's ridiculous from the player. He's been a red card waiting to happen. He's got this weird thing in him where he just lunges in or he does something stupid. He's, you know, I'm not surprised necessarily that this has happened. It, it's the temperament of the kid and, and X, Y, and Z. And it was the way that he seemed genuinely surprised. Yeah. That he was going to get sent off, but I mean, it was as soon as the, as soon as he makes the tap call, the referee blows his whistle for the foul, literally straight away. There's no thinking about it. It is a foul straight away, and I think the player knows he's off from his initial reaction because his hand, his hands go up in the air. He's almost going, "Oh my god, I can't believe that this is going to happen to me." I.e., a red card is going to get shown, and then the red card does get shown, and. Everybody's up in arms about it on the the Bolton bench. I don't know who it is that's yellow carded. Um, I know it's not Ian Ever. I, I didn't know whether it was one of the subs or whether it was a member of the coaching staff. I think it was um, one of the coaching staff, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely understand why. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I thought the fourth official, I was I, where I was sat, was right above the um, both benches and... I, I felt to me the fourth official was being a bit of a busybody most of the afternoon. Busy um bit of a jobs worth <laughs> <laughs> not really doing an awful lot and, and it was kind of like I it it felt like he he wasn't listening to anything that either benches when they were talking to them were saying. Mm. Uh but he was just gonna assert his authority with a lot of like, Oh no, you can't have more than one person standing in the technical area and all this, that, and the other. And I thought, okay, well, fine. I know that that's the new rule and everything like that. But if you're going to implement that, then the referee needs to book whoever it was, the, the midfielder in the first half that that took down Bowie, I think it was, and, and stopped our, our counter. The referee needs to give the yellow card as the rule goes. But the referee didn't do that. So it's annoying when there's no uh, continuity in, in regards mm. to that. And, and it's not the same every single week. It's really frustrating. But anyway... It was lovely to see the the Bolton bench so rattled. Oh, it's one of the and best things, isn't it? When you're at home to see yeah. the opposition. We've had a few recently. You, you can just tell from the start sometimes when the manager's going to be one of them. I'm pretty sure Ian Effort's been similar in recent visits with Barrow and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's just lovely to see, isn't it? And I'm sure as well, John Brady gets exactly the same from away from home fans when we go away as well. Oh yeah, like, people must hate him. <laughs> but it's just it's just so good especially when they're right in front of you as well as the main stand and, well, and the I fans believe are that, so close to him as well aren't they yeah I believe that Ian Everett actually told well when the red card happened turned around to John Brady and went that's your fault John <laughs> like he wasn't happy at all about John Brady's conduct with you know oh. the way that ugh, the way that John is so passionate on the bench I mean we, we've got to mention it. Kieran Bowie having to take his shorts off. And, a bit and of strip, didn't he? <laughs> uh, lots of people enjoyed that, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure uh, <laughs> um, but like, John Brady was just like, he needs new shorts. He needs new, And he was hollering at the staff to go and get a new pair of shorts out and go and get them. Now. Hurry up, go, rah, rah, rah. You know, you could sort of, and you're thinking to yourself, all right, <laughs> all right, all right, it's fine. It's going to be okay. But I, yeah. I got it because obviously until... 
Kizer had a new pair of shorts on. He wasn't going to be allowed back on the pitch. I can't see anyone allowing a player to go on in his, uh, <laughs> his, his tighty whiteies. He was doing PE if he lost your PE kit, if you didn't bring it yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. And then and then Ian Everett, uh, the rumour, well, not the rumour, but the news came through into the hospitality restaurant that he'd been sent off at half-time by the referee. Clearly, he'd gone to speak to the referee in the tunnel or whatever yeah. and, and had just been... Uh, maybe too over the top or his choice of words wasn't to the referee's liking and the referee said, no, I'm having none of it. Off you pop. Don't come out for the second half. Did he go um, up into the stands after that? Was he? No, apparently, because I, I joked um, to Tom Cliff as I was taking my seats back in the stand uh, for the start of the second half, I joked that there were a couple of seats in the row in front of where we were sat free that Ian Everett could come and sit in and Tom's reply was to say oh no he's not allowed in like basically he's been sent off he has to leave he, I don't know what, what why the rule is technically different to the Premier League or what but oh so he's not even allowed to come and sit sit up in the stand it doesn't seem to have been no oh. so um, yeah not allowed back into being able to even watch the game uh, I don't know whether he stayed in the changing room or whether he went out and laid down on his bed on the bus. I'm not sure. But, um, <laughs> I, I presume that Bolton have got beds on there. They've got beds, yeah. Absolutely, of course they have. Definitely. Yeah. All crisp white sheets. Yeah. Uh, Bolton, you know, logos <laughs> all over them. All Bolton of that bedding. sort of stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the second half was just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how you felt about it, but to me, it, it, it felt like Bolton came out. They made a couple of substitutions, changed formation. Yeah. And were, yeah, were suddenly the better side and I was sat there for a lot of it thinking which side has 11 men mm. yeah, they brought um, Collins on didn't they the new signing Aaron Collins from mm. Bristol Rovers and it's quite brave of them in a way to go I guess they had to at 1-0 down but to go for two up top still and Collins is more of a kind of buzzy around type striker isn't he so he's kind of dropped back into midfield a little bit and they did there was a really clever change of tactics from him to get back into the game um, they've obviously got quality anyway so I like personally, I've got no issue with us losing the lead to ten men when it's a team like this because mm. you come out of it with a point against them. You, you're all good. It's not ideal, but the way that they were playing, you could tell they were getting more and more confident, more and more back into the game. They, they could rely on some of their quality players to get them back into it. Yeah, um, and I don't think we sat off either. I don't think it was a case of us waiting and dropping and dropping and dropping I think it's more the fact that as soon as Gape goes off you lose that energy in midfield yes. that he was given I don't think Ben Fox was was anywhere near his level and I thought Fox mm. was a little bit at fault for the goal as well in, in terms of oh, the, he's, I, I'm sorry header. he was massively just, at fault for the goal he and just I, I think that was more stands there doesn't he he kind admitted. of yeah. looks around at the player like he knows he's marking him and he's mm. the ball's coming out and he's just static yeah. he's allowed the, the player to go and just head it in. It's so frustrating when you've got a mistake that leads to a goal as well. Because mm. you know we could have easily have held on on there as well. Um, they would have probably threw the kitchen sink at us. But you know by that point it's what 70, 75 minutes. We're close to the end. It's, it's frustrating, but at the same time, I think we come away with it. Both teams will be probably pretty happy with that. I think Bolton have still got their games in and Portsmouth at the top. We're yeah. we're quite happy with a point against them. So we'll shake on it and, and move on. But yeah, yeah overall, really good game. Really, interesting, it was a good, good game. game. Was it's just good to see of... take a point off or a couple of points off a team in the top six as well, which I think yeah. we've only done once this season, which counts for all of them, but <laughs> it was. Um, but no, good to see that. I think that, um, yeah, the fact that as well, go back to the game at the tough sheet 
earlier yes. on in the season and and they pretty much did the opposite to what we did um, to them in this game, I think. Early doors scared the living hell out of us um, and just were, were so, so good. Whereas this time around, we've we've therefore gone and, and done the same to them, which is, which is brilliant. I love the fact that we, the tables have been turned on them in that way. Um, great to see from our perspective. There were a couple of other little things uh, to mention. I, I mean, I say little things, but um, first of all, Honda Mark, um, carried the ball really well at times uh, mm. during the game on Saturday. And, and one of those in the second half, a shout for a penalty. Um, for me, it looked like the two defenders, he, you know, they basically just pincer movement him, didn't they? They, they kind of clotheslined him almost by just narrowing the, the space that he had. And he had to try and go in between the two of them. I don't know what your your thought was. I mean, I, I was immediately out my sc- sheet, seat screaming, for a for a penalty, but I've seen. I, I think it's one of those where I've seen them given, but at the same time, I've also seen them be ignored and w- waved away. So yeah, I think you'd be ignored if it was the other team. And, you know, I don't. I don't. I didn't think it was a penalty. Looking at it from from the comfort of I follow as it is, mm. um, I haven't seen it back and stuff. I don't think there's a lot there. It's it, half looking for it as well, but I can I can understand if you're in the ground and you see it happening in real time and stuff. You're like apoplectic yeah um, but no I didn't I didn't think there was a lot in it to be honest um Louis Molden made his yes debut um, lovely Louis lovely Louis um lovely Louis. didn't know this but um Bolton yeah fan growing up uh his brother's their kit man which is incredible yeah. news um I, I did wonder why they were like hugging and chatting after the game as well to be honest but there you go the, Found out afterwards that they are brothers. Um, had his mates in the Bolton end giving him stick, which was, which was <laughs> yeah, so probably amazing. Great way to make your debut. Yeah. Great game to do that in. Obviously, the uh, negative to it is that Burge went off. We don't have any idea as what the issue is there with with Burge. I mean, seems to me like he's had a bit of a stop-start season. Whether he's mm. been carrying an injury all the way through, and you know, at times it just hurts more than others I'm not 100% sure what the thing is mm. but I thought Molden came on and did well um, yeah a, really yeah a double really save point. yeah yeah double double save and then the mini mini celebration as well at the end of it <laughs> which was even more, even better it. I didn't see that until the goalkeeper cam came out this morning um, he does his little celebration after which is great he, he seems like a really nice guy as well after the game in his interview um, said mm. he was a Bolton season ticket fan till he was about 10 um, so yeah Good. What a debut! You sometimes often get that in football, don't you? With stories like that about debuts yeah. against your your boyhood team and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I've heard. Obviously, we heard really good things about him from Rochdale fans and from Shaw on, on our pod when he signed. And from what he what he showed, I've not got a massive issue with him being in there if if Burge is injured. And I did I did wonder whether when he signed, I thought he's, he's you know he's quite a decent goalkeeper. So I did wonder why we hadn't sort of just left Dadge in there as the backup keeper and maybe John Brady knew and maybe the coaching staff knew that there's potential for this to happen. So we needed mm-hmm. to get in a, a keeper that's, that's actually, you know, experienced in a way. So yeah. Um, yeah. No issues at all with him going in, but hopefully Burge gets back as quickly as he can. Um, I just hope the, the one lesson that he learns is that he can take a touch before he tries to clear it. That would be, uh, oh, was he not? My one, was he not? Yeah. My one thing, there was one moment in the game where the board is uh, passed back to him and he, swipes at it and it just goes up in the air 
Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it was not was not great, but um, one, one to, thing, yeah, like that. It's rare to see a goalkeeper who you enjoy to watch, though, isn't it? Like who you enjoy mm. watching. A lot, a lot of the time, you just want your keeper to be solid and sturdy, and you want it to be like a, you know, block everything. He looks like it's going to be quite fun to watch him try and save stuff. Okay. <laughs> Maybe okay. in the second half of the season when we get to 50 points or whatever, we can enjoy it more. But it just, it, it feels like it's going to be a nice watch. Okay. It's going to it's do, do a few camera saves. Ones for the cameras, I reckon. Ones for the cameras. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'd enjoy that. I think that would be quite good. Yeah. Why not? Well, once uh, we're at 52 I... points, whatever, then anything goes, doesn't it? It's just True. Do anything, whatever we want. Surely at that point, though, just get Dadgin. Give him some experience. Nah. No? He's like, still on work experience, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. I think, he, I, think I saw him in the crowd on, on Saturday. <laughs> it's got some weird agreement there. <laughs> he was on the bench the other week, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. The easiest work experience ever. <laughs> um, final, final thing, which I know you're going to absolutely love, Daddy. Yes. Um, Tyree Simpson ran down the left-hand channel. Yeah. It uh, was tackled. Ball goes out for a throw. He's on the floor. Uh, Ty Simpson doesn't just get up like a normal human. No. <laughs> Backwards roll into oh. standing position. The only Incredible. thing that was missing was, you know, at the beginning and an end of an athlete's performance, they stick one arm in the air. <laughs> the only landing, thing that was missing. Yeah. More of that, please, Ty. Incredible. Oh, I don't think I saw that on, on um, the iFollow. Oh, so I was looking. I was pausing it. I was looking for it everywhere. I couldn't see it. Um, it was brilliant. So I if anybody does have a timestamp for me, then let me know. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Um, let's get your three word reviews then on this one. Ben Wright said thoroughly entertained gent, which I thought was a lovely, lovely old job. That one. Um, love a bit of alliteration. This is from Rob Duncan Bowie Bost Bolton. Lovely. He was so so good all the way through. Um, just a fantastic, well-deserved of his man of match, as I said uh, before. Uh, Carl Scott, a decent point. Yes, said disappointing but happy. Uh, a good point, says Graham. Uh, Liz, an afternoon's entertainment. Uh, it certainly was. Uh, pleased with points, said Bucello. Uh, should have won, said Waza. I, I, I think because of the fact that if you go back to how we conceded, and the disappointment in the way that that happened. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, and, you know, it's gutting, really, when you concede to a goal that was so preventable. Mm-hmm. Because, really, I know we've already talked about it, but really, Ben Fox didn't even have to win the ball necessarily. He just had to challenge yeah, the, the, off. the opposition player in the air, didn't he, with the jump. But mm. there you go. Um, Trotter's off feet. Said Daniel Darwood Ooh. in the reference to the red card. That was lovely. MK Cobbler said two points dropped. Billsy, that was better. Obviously, talking about uh, the last couple of de- games. Tom Payne is celebrating with three years Brady. Uh, yeah. Johnny Marston has chosen to go for Davidson uh, Dominic Gape. He said Gape was great. Uh, Tara, along the same lines, but with Kizza. Kizza was. Fab. And she spelt was with a double Z, just like she did Kizzer. Lovely. Lovely old job, Tara. Enjoyed <laughs> nice. that. Enjoyed. Uh, Mark Desire, Gape filled gap. Brilliant. Nice. Um, Adam Treen tried, but didn't quite do it as well. Dominic filled Gape <laughs> is what he went with. <laughs> 
but it tickled me. Um, Liz said, hope McGowan's okay. I do too. Um, it's definitely one of those. Um, now, I've got one for you here, Danny. Don't worry. It's three words. It's D-A-R. Um, I just want you to. I just want you to tell me whether this is really a review of the game. This is from Kim, Shoe Army USA. We love Kim. She's one of our patrons. Uh, she's brilliant. She chose to review the game by saying, "League One game." League One game. It's very descriptive. Yeah, it was a game in League One. Well, yeah, it is. I, I know what she means. It wasn't a League Two game for sure. It wasn't. It wasn't like you're playing Fleetwood or whatever, where it, where it feels like a Barrow. Yeah, where it feels like a League Two game. Um, mm. Entertaining, nice football. Couple of goals, yeah. Okay. I think it's, I think it's perfect. Well done, Kim. Okay, actually, Fine. Kim, because you've sent that, I'm going to give it three word review of the week. Oh, yeah. I mean, there so go. many disappointing people out there now. Oh, there is every this week. Is much better. Surely, there's, just, there's about twenty five <laughs> disappointed people every week. Yeah, absolutely. It's the way um, it rolls. Patrick Payne said, "Played our game," and Chris Sentence, great name, said, great "Shocking name, game yeah. management." Um, Shocking game management, okay. I don't know. I, I think that must be in reference to the second half, us not being as um, effective as we were in the first. But I think that comes down to the quality of the opposition, doesn't it? And Yeah, just, and just personnel as well. About got, ability got to bring, people, like, bring players off the bench. I guess. Yeah, pulled themselves together, didn't they? Probably gave each other a talking to and said, come on, we're better than this. And they went out and they, they showed it. But there you go. Um Happy anniversary, John, also came from Tara. Um, and as we always do, I will end on, uh, you know where I'm going with this, don't you, Danny? Chris, always. he says, 11th stays up. Certainly does. Certainly does mean that. Uh, we're going to take another very short break now. And when we return, a couple of other bits and pieces to talk, to, to talk about even. And we're going to hear from you in the post bag. Back in a moment. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Um, before we dip into the post bag, a couple of other things to very quickly talk about, Danny, I think, um, before we go and hear from everybody else. Um, big, big thing that's been going on across social media over the weekend uh, is it seems that Clarence has been reborn. <laughs> Clarence the Dragon has a brand new bag or suit that the bag goes <laughs> in, bag. maybe. Uh, 
lots of lots of angry people out there do not like the look of new Clarence. No, I don't think I do either. Bit Blocky. Too, bit, bit more cartoony, this one, I think. Yeah. With no warning as well. Uh, no. It's like, you know, when like you've got a soap or something and someone goes, you know, this happens in Neighbours a, a fair bit, um, oh, as you all right. know, Charles. Um, mm. If a character goes away and then about a year later, they've got a return of the character, but it's a new actress or actor mm. playing them. It's a bit like that. And you're like, so oh, you that's, that's like not Clarence. Did you want so Clarence take- to maybe go and hibernate for a week or two? Yeah. You know, because he could have done that, couldn't he? After the yeah. Shrewsbury game, could have gone yeah, into hibernation. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe, you know, had a had a bath, had a shower, had a wash, yeah. come out again. Yeah. Hello, I'm here. Yeah. I feel all fresh and new. Explain the storyline, yeah. Explain yeah. it. Explain why he might be different. I do enjoy the fact that it's it's taken up so much, you know, space <laughs> on Twitter. This week, this I mean, imagine if we'd have lost that game. That would, it would have all been blamed on Clarence. Do, do you think that would have been it? There'd have been no talk about the game. Would have just been <laughs> yes. bloody Clarence. So everyone always looks for a scapegoat, don't they? It'll be it'll be Clarence. You I mean you did it once with me moving seats? Crying out loud! I did so. I, did. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan. It'll take some get used to, but in about three weeks, it'll be all be forgotten, be blown over. I think. There you go. Um, and there was also um, Peterborough tickets went on sale um, yes. uh, in the week. I can't remember. I think it was Thursday. It was um, Thursday. Yeah. There was an announcement made uh, at four o'clock, I think it was, on Thursday, saying that tickets would be going straight on general sale in half an hour's time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's caused quite a bit of commotion. Um, not particularly the best thing that has ever happened, I don't think, in the, the way that the club has done things before. Um, lots of people up in arms over it understandably i think yeah in fairness yeah. i think that if you're a season ticket holder i think i saw one person who said that they work nights season ticket holder by the time that they'd woken up to get ready for their night shift the you know at this point we thought the tickets had all been sold out um because there hadn't been anything uh, any update um couldn't get a ticket felt like it was unfair that you know he'd bought a season ticket, and I I see this point, which is that you buy a season ticket, and one of the perks is it was certainly one of the perks that, and one of the th- reasons why I bought a season ticket this season was to make sure I could get a ticket to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the not the number one reason, but it was a big reason for the decision. Um, so I could understand why people uh, uh, were annoyed at it. Um, turns out that there was an error. Uh, in how the Peterborough United tickets went on sale. Um, this is what the club had to say. Um, this was on, I think it was on um, Friday morning. Um, and they just said um, that the sales procedure would be going uh, ahead with the remaining tickets being given to season ticket holders, then to members and then back on general sale. I think that's on on Wednesday this week when the tickets will go back on. Um, the club did make an apology and did say sorry for the error. Um, we did ask, didn't we? Um, we we went to fans representative Tom Cliff just to sort of say we didn't think that this felt right. Um, what's going on here? Um, we felt personally we felt that that was better than shouting and screaming on social media, um, and, and we felt that that was the better way to go about it. The response yeah. is that an error was made, and I look, it's. 
let's be honest, it isn't the best thing in the world, is it, that's happened. But mistakes happen. Mm. And Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you mean, haven't it, managed to get a ticket, then I, I don't know. I mean, I know that they went on sale again to scene ticket holders at 10 o'clock, I think, on Saturday morning. Everybody that turned up got a ticket. Nice. Um, so if you wanted a ticket, you could get one. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's the main thing to me, isn't it? It's, it's yeah. because of the passions behind this game. It's understandable why there was a lot of outrage and stuff. Um, mm. So I, I just wanted to to get the story from Tom Cliff and to let our feelings known that way because there's there's no point kind of when you don't know the full story jumping on social media and starting blaming and calling for people to be sacked and stuff. I think that's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. I can understand the passion behind it. It's the derby. I, I was just as panicky as everyone else. I was on a train on Thursday, so, so I was like, "There's no way I can buy a ticket till I've got home and get a laptop." I ended up having to log on my phone because I was like, I, "I need to try and find a way to do this." So I ended up trying to get some signal somewhere and standing still in a spot to make sure the transaction went through and stuff. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things and it's, I've worked in events before and things go wrong like this all the time with ticketing systems and stuff like that. What, what kind of error it was, we don't know. And I don't think we particularly need to know. Um, it happens and we don't you know. People aren't doing the, these things on purpose. People aren't going, are going to make mistakes on purpose. And, you know, it's a huge, huge game and a, a big error. But hopefully we've got everyone there that wants to be there and everyone there that can be there. My one concern now is if we've they've gone on general sale, we don't know kind of who's taken them tickets into in the first batch because you know it's open to the general public and we all know general public and local derbies aren't <laughs> potentially cobblers fans snapping up these tickets if it's general ticket general sale and that could cause a few issues in the away end. And you just don't want the club to be represented by people who aren't full on hundred percent season tickets and just going for the, for the Derby element of it. And that's, that's a little bit of a concern for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it works out. All right. We're on the side of the pitch as well, aren't we? This is another weird thing. Yeah. I mean, this is, I I think this is a thing that we should be more, more annoyed at is the allocation. If I'm being Mm. honest with you, I kind of look at the, the fact that, Derby were able to take 4,000 fans and, and we're allowed less than half of that. Mm. And I'm sure they'll they'll turn around and they'll blame policing or something like that as being the, the reason for it. I mean, we've got the same amount as Cambridge were given. Um, but I mean, the last time we went there, we took well over 2,000. I just don't see, I don't really see why you wouldn't want an atmosphere in that kind mm. of game. I mean, it's not like we turned around and went, ah, we're only going to give you the just the south stand. You won't get the extra. They can have, you know, the full allocation. And we know that they're one of the teams that would sell the full allocation. So I really don't see what the issue is, is giving us, you know, the full use of, of the away, the proper away end at London mm. Road. It's... To me, it's just them playing silly beggars. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we all know they can't count because they've got too many fingers. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, should we go to the post bag? Let's hear from Malcolm. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling. So get them all into the post, to the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper, do it sooner, not later, and get it all into the post. Get it in. It's post bag time. Yes. Uh, 
let's have a look and see what you've sent us into podcast at cobblerstome.com. That's for your emails. Or you can find us on social media, of course. Danny, got a few? Yes. Got a few, yeah. Um, cobblers are huge at, on Twitter, saying Sowerby or Gape. I'd say both. Get them both in there. Isn't it a bit early? I love that. As soon as we've got a new sign in, it's like, yeah. which was better, isn't it? I think, I think for me, it's a bit early. He had a cracking game, Gabe, on, on, on Saturday. Um, but let's just, let's just see how the next, you know, few games go, see whether he can get to the point where he can make it through a full match, 90 minutes. That would be good. I think that's yeah. probably what, what he needs as well, professionally. Um, but I think don't put too much pressure on it. You know, that's the other thing. Gets, get Jack Sowerby back fit again, and, and then you've got a really nice problem, haven't you, for John Brady to, to manage and yeah, to solve. We but, want problems like that. <laughs> we really yeah, do. Yes, please. Come Let's on. have those problems, not the ones that we've actually got <laughs> with all these injuries. That would be good. But yeah, I, I, I get it. I understand why people are sort of looking at it and, and saying, uh, which would you prefer? But it's very early days to ask that question. Right now, I would have to go with Jack Sowerby, please, because I know everything that he's about, whereas we've only seen the one 60-minute appearance from Dom Gape. Dom I'm Gape. sure many more to come. Yes, let's hope so. Uh, Craig Smith on Twitter says, why do we seem to struggle in games over the years when the opposition goes down to 10 men? Why, Charles? I think every team. Why? I think every team struggles against 10 men. I don't think they it's do, yeah. a cobbler's thing uh, specifically. I think we, all, we we see it in a cobbler's bubble, don't we? Because that's the team that we watch week in, week out. So, of course, you're going to maybe think that it's only you. But I don't think it's a case of um, a cobbler's related problem i think the fact is is that when a team goes down to 10 men their strategy will change and it will be about you know for, for me i was really happy that we were one nil up at that point because breaking down 10 men is for whatever reason a lot harder mm -hmm. uh mainly because they probably put more more people behind the ball they don't look to go and attack they don't make themselves as open to um you know a counter-attack or anything themselves. So therefore it 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 kind of becomes a bit of a, a slug fest at times. Slug fest. Um yeah, to get through. Um but I wonder whether it's you know, when it comes to having 10 men, you've basically got to move the ball really quick. You've got to move the players that are in front of you around a lot quicker. And essentially, we didn't need to do that because we were 1-0 up. And I think the game plan was probably, look, they, they've got to try and score here. If they want to get anything out of it, they've got to come at us. Mm -hmm. So I wonder whether, and I, may, I don't think this was necessarily executed perfectly, by the way, but I wonder whether Brady just sort of said, look, if they want to get anything out of this game, we're winning at the moment. They need to come at us. So to an extent, let them come at us. And then let's aim to pick them off on a counter and get it that way. I, d I don't think that if, if Bolton had 11 men all the way through the game and it came out that they had more of the possession than we did at the end of the game, you wouldn't be unhappy with that. You'd, you'd almost expect it because Bolton are a, a better side than us. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really necessarily see an issue with the, the same having happened with them having 10 men. 
it's unfortunate that an individual error led to their equaliser. If that doesn't happen, if we defend that corner properly, then we come out 1-0 winners. We take three points and that question doesn't get asked. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, every single team has the same issue when it comes to fight, uh, you know, to playing against 10 men. It's it's harder. Yeah. Um, it's more of a level of a think against the bigger team, isn't it, as well? It's, Absolutely. It becomes a leveler rather than, you know, they're, they're a level above us anyway, but this kind of, you need something like this to happen to get something out of the game almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, stuff. A um, couple from Slack quickly before we go. Slack is um, available to all patrons who sign up at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Mm-hmm. Let's get that in there. Um, Ash Cobb, who appeared for us on the Bolton podcast, the Fan Zone, this week. So thank you, Ash Cobb. Thank you for doing that. That was a, a lovely showing um, over there on the Bolton podcast for us. Um, he says, "Dear Neil, Neil's not here. He's still nursing something, um, but we'll answer it." Dear Neil, I was reflecting on the excitement this time last year of the loan signing of DWP. Um, Tony Springett joins us with similar credentials. Will Tony be another DWP or another Bowie slash Leonard? What are your thoughts? Hmm. I forgot all about DWP until he said that. Um, Before it's hard to tell yeah. so far, isn't it? It is. Um, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I wonder how much we're getting. You know, he, he's had a couple of cameo appearances so far, hasn't he? Spring it in a couple of really difficult games. Yeah. Um, I don't, it's again, going back to what I said about Dom Gape or Jack Sowerby, it's, it's really difficult um, to, to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can possibly look at the situation is, is fairly similar. I right, spring it, was actually in Norwich's first team for a while and was a real hot prospect for them. And something obviously happened there that meant that he was taken out of the first team equation for whatever reason. He's come here on loan. You know, you might be able to put two and two together, maybe get five, maybe get four. Is that, um, you know, maybe he thought he'd made it and basically he, he needed putting, you know, not putting him, putting back in his place but you know he needed to realize that actually being a footballer is more about um or more than just about being amazing you also need to work hard and you need to you know really get stuck in to training every day etc so potentially that's a similar vein to what dwp um you know his transfer here had Mm. but hopefully he will show more than DWP did and yeah. will be better. He's in Belgium now, DWP. Is he really? Yeah, yeah. he's playing for a team called Beershot, which sounds an incredible name. I want to <laughs> go like there. That's the type of, type of club I can get on board with. Podcast Beer- club away trip, please. <laughs> Beershot, <laughs> just to go and see DWP. Yes. Um, yeah, Belgium. <laughs> in, uh, based in Antwerp, um, in the first division B of Belgian football. That hotbed of football, as it is. Hotbed. Um, last one, Malcolm Butler. Uh, Malcolm had a lovely, it's lovely to see Malcolm um, over at Six Birds. I don't know if you caught him. Um, I did. Charles, sadly, yeah, lovely oh. to see him. Um, and Mrs. B, don't forget Mrs. Mrs. B. B. Got Mrs. to give B. Mrs. B a, uh, a hug and, and yes. tell her not to be silly and break her ankle and do things like that. And bless her. Must say, Malcolm did say that the club were brilliant when it came to how they dealt with everything because mm. they had tickets to this game. I mean, they're season ticket holders anyway, but 
because Malcolm's wife, Liz, uh, broke her ankle. Unfortunately, obviously, she can't now walk on that. It's in a cast. So she's in a wheelchair to help her get around. And um, the club were incredibly accommodating and, and, you know, made sure that they actually got a seat over in the East End so that the whole family could sit together. And the club were brilliant for them. So um, just to put that out there as a, a yeah a, a positive i think and fantastic to obviously see the butlers which yes, is lovely always, always good to see um Malcolm says, Dear Neil, the cobbler's fairy godmother, maybe that's Liz, maybe Liz is the cobbler's fairy godmother, um, just granted you the ability to sign one of Mark Leonard, Kieran Bowie or Tyree Simpson on a two-year deal. Who's getting the contract? All the best, Malcolm. That's a this one, might be a little bit controversial, Danny. God, you're going to say Ty, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to say, I'm I'm say Kizzer. I'm going to say Bowie yeah. over Leonard. Ooh, it's controversial. Part of part of the reasoning for that, by the way, is that I just don't. There's no no chance. There's not a chance in hell that we would no. be able to sign Mark Leonard per, permanently. That's just the way that is. Mm. So therefore, I'm being, you know, looking at it from a much more like, okay, what's more likely? What could we actually mm. do? And and that would be Kieran Bowie. This I is think. this is Fairy Godmother though. She's she's given you the ability to do it. Yep, I'm still going to take Bowie. Okay. There's something about him. I I, I think yeah. he's a, I think he's brilliant, and I think he is. He is. He is. I, I think if you, I wonder whether if there was a way of charting progress, like mapping it onto a chart, and you had like Kieran Bowie and Mark Leonard, I actually think that Bowie's progression would be at a much higher trajectory mm, than Leonard's because I think Leonard yeah. started higher. You start from high sense. point. Bowers, you can see his kind of gradual progression over time. Yeah. Yeah. Poor old Ty, not even getting a mention. Sorry, Ty. Love you, Ty. Love you, Ty. Love you. Uh, maybe they should do it then, Charles. You, you're not like me bringing up wrestling, but in WWE, they do a, a thing called Money in the Bank and they yes. all they have like a ladder match and they have to go mm. and grab a contract from the, as it's hanging down from, on a briefcase. Yeah. So they have to climb up a ladder and grab it. Maybe we should do that. Three of them just in the summer. Okay. Have a have a wrestling match and see who can climb a ladder and grab it. Okay. The Tyree surely good. wins that, doesn't he? Well, I don't know. I think I think both I mean, do not forget, I have yeah. seen both we have all seen Leonard and Bowie get annoyed and angry. I thought you were gonna say we've both seen them in their pants. Oh, I, I have only seen Kira Bowie in his pants, and that was on Saturday. I've not yeah. seen the others. Uh, <laughs> I think that they would both, and yeah, I, I'm not going to go stereotypical, but okay. that I think they are both strong and have an angry streak in them, available mm. when necessary. Yes, which is true. Maybe Bowie and Leonard just team up on tie, get him out of the game. Yeah. And then they maybe. can leave it to them, both, to them too. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, post bag done. Post bag done, and Empty. there was no mention of Braveheart there whatsoever. Brilliant. I think so. Oops. Uh, <laughs> NTFC women, the first team, postponed, Danny. Postponed. Wart hogs on the pitch. Wart hogs on the pitch at Sheffield FC. Uh, mm. Supposedly that was being played at the Homer Football Stadium, but it was. Yeah, it's not anymore. Waterlogged. So that'll be rearranged. I think they do theirs on a Thursday night. They rearrange it for, don't they? There's um, up at Sheffield. Um, so that'll be later in the season. But the Devs, Charles, Devs got their game on. They were away to Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. Oh, Forest. 
Oh, okay. Yes, I think it's probably Forrest and not Tim Sherwood, yeah. Um, in the East Midlands Women's Regional Football League. Plate, and we love a plate. Charles, we love a plate. We, we love a plate in the quarterfinals. Honor and Defo scored the only goal. Cobblers through with a 1-0 win over Sherwood into the semi-finals. And talking of semi-finals, the first team have got their uh, County Cup semi-final coming up this weekend, mm. which is going to be a lovely old job. So lovely. get on down to the Fernabau to check that one out. Season tickets, not counting for this one, but you can get very, very cheap tickets for this um, to, to go and watch them in action. I will make a guarantee of goals. Nice. So, that's uh, what we want. We yes. want goal guarantees, please. And that yeah, sounds that very is, good. Um, that's also against Kettering Town. Oh, um, Abbey. Yeah. Be back. Will it be a return for the Abbey, the Bruin, the Brewdog? We'll see. Get the kettle on and we'll find out. Get the kettle on. Yes. That's it. Yeah. NGFC women done. Excitement. Postponements. Water. All that kind of stuff. And there we go. That's the end of the pod. Um, we were hoping that there might have been an announcement while we were recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, it nothing. hasn't happened. Uh, I have been checking all the way through. So if you have hung on all the way through to the end and you've heard some really, really terrible dad jokes from me, uh, I apologise that we can't bring you something to lighten the mood uh, in respect to uh, a new signing, which, you know, the rumour has it. We don't know any more than anybody else. It was just a rumour. Um, we were hoping he might have been announced at two o'clock. It's now quarter past two. And no, no news. So um, that's it. It's going to be two thirty. As soon as we press the the off button, it's going to come through. Absolutely, will yeah. be. Um, don't forget, if you enjoy what we do, please go and check out our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Uh, you'll find there lots of bonus content, and of course, you'll gain access to our community channel on slack lots of fellow cobblers fans all lovely people all get together online on slack to chat cobblers and all sorts of other stuff we have meetups we have great events all together it's thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable and this week don't forget there's a midweek game happening tuesday night late in orient away uh that means danny there'll be a midweek review podcast coming your way there will be yes um later I think it's going to be midweek review slash League One launch this week because we haven't got that one in yet. So we we maybe do a a double header this week. Ooh, two in one, it. two for the two two pods in one. Two pods with the lounge slash of review. the one. Love it. Love a Tuesday night special under the lights, Brisbane Road. It's a classic, isn't it? It is. Classic. Don't midweek. forget, Leighton Orient. They were the champions of League Two last season, and uh, we'll be looking to show them that we are better than them this season. Mm. Come on, Manager of the Month, Richie Wellens as well. Indeed, already cursed because they lost on Saturday, yeah. uh, which is it's lovely. Great. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We'll be back. As I said, we'll do the Midweek Review League One Lounge. That's available on our Patreon, but we'll be back on Friday with the preview show. Danny will be talking to some pesky Bristol Rovers fans. Oh, yes, I will. Oh, pesky. I'll probably only uh, one. Enjoy your one. week. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your week. We'll see you soon. Up the cobblers. Come on the town. See you later. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports 
Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.